Line blames severe weather, system outages, and staffing shortages. A restaurant in Miami is dealing with staffing shortages by using robots as waiters. That's so cool. I was like so surprised. It's really cool. I've never seen anything like that before. I honestly it surprised me when it passed by my side. Sergio CEO says two of its 13 locations are still closed because it can't hire enough workers. The U.S. scores gold at the Summer Olympics in freestyle wrestling and pole vault, but there was no medal to be had in the 400 meters. CBS Steve Futterman is in Tokyo. It is possible U.S. men will not win a single individual gold in a running event. It's never happened unless you count 1980 when the U.S. boycotted the Olympics. So far, four silvers but no gold. And in the track events still remaining, U.S. chances are not good. S&P futures are up seven. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. You're always up for some fun with the family, so you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Are you a true crime super fan? Join award-winning 48 Hours correspondent Aaron Moriarty on the My Life of Crime podcast. Name the 2021 Digiday Best podcast. Each episode pulls you straight into the investigations, including a New York City after-party gone horribly wrong, a cold-blooded teen killer looking for a retrial, and more. Season 3 coming this fall. Follow My Life of Crime on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a little harder for the Stones to roll when they get back out on tour. Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts will likely miss the band's upcoming U.S. tour. It's set to start next month after getting canceled over COVID last year. A spokesperson says Watts is recovering from a medical procedure. He's 80 years old, has been with the band since 1963, and says it's disappointing. The shows must go on. The Rolling Stones will have an understudy who's played with Keith Richards to fill in on tour. Rehearsals start in a couple weeks. Monica Ricks, CBS News. A doo-wop great has been silenced. Life is but a dream. The harp tones Willie Winfield was a 1950s favorite. He toured with various incarnations of the group until he retired two years ago. He was 91 years old. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-549-1980. 
$1,385 now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. 800-549-1985. 800-549-1985. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-549-1985. CBS Sports Brief Summer Games. Here's correspondent Steve Futterman. The U.S. men's basketball team is in the gold medal game this weekend, but for a while today here in Tokyo, that looked in doubt. The Americans struggled early, fell behind to Australia 41-29, then got things together in the third quarter and breezed home to a 97-78 win. High scorer for the U.S., Kevin Durant with 23 points. The U.S. men still have not won a gold medal on the track here in Tokyo. Today close for Grant Holloway in the men's 110-meter hurdles, but he came up short, losing by five one-hundredths of a second to Hansel Parchment from Jamaica. I think the anxiousness and the nerves got the best of me towards the end, and I just kind of got sloppy with my form. But in the field events, good news for the U.S. Ryan Krauser wins his second straight gold in the shot put with the second longest toss in history, 76 feet, 5.5 inches. CBS Sports Brief, Summer Games. I'm Steve Futterman in Tokyo. Think about it. The pandemics reminded us that the nose is your body's filter against a constant invasion of airborne germs. But like any filter, the more it's clogged up, the less it works. Now it's easy to clean your nose with Navage. Navage uses powered suction to flush out germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you very sick. People love Navage. It has 4.7 stars with over 70,000 online reviews. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CDS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and select Walmarts. Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. My wife Carrie and I are the owners of the pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day. Just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ Radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from the pharmacy. Since 1972, Dandeman Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dandeman Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Dandeman Electric, 740-593-8813. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Lifelong ambitions, national pride, and fierce competition are in full display in Tokyo, and we're here to bring you the results and the drama behind them. CBS Sports Briefs from the Summer Games, your ticket to history. On Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. The Athens County Fair is back, and we are racing. 
Nothing beats the sound of thundering hooves as they head to the finish line. Catch the excitement of harness racing Friday and Saturday at the Athens County Fair in Athens. Post time Friday is 5 p.m., Saturday 12 noon. Horses, racing, and winners at the Athens County Fair. Friday and Saturday, be there. Are you struggling to pay out-of-pocket Medicare costs? Your deductibles, co-payments, and prescription medication can really add up. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can help you navigate confusing sign-ups and help you save money. Medicare savings programs such as extra help or low-income subsidy are available. Call 1-800-331-2644 for free over-the-phone assistance with enrollment. No waiting, no travel, just one phone call. That's 1-800-331-2644. Coach, I see by looking at the schedule that you have another home game coming up this week. Well, that's right. You know, we're going to be playing against the boys from uh, Rock Slide, Vermont, Polytechnic, and boy, that's a mouthful. You know, it seems like we got a lot of folks on our schedule this year that's a mouthful to say. So we just go ahead and shorten that to RSVP. We think these boys might be the answer to our struggling program. You know, I'm sure you pointed out to all the fans that we are having a little trouble uh, being successful and picking up our first victory of the season this year. But I think that RSVP might be the answer. I don't recall this team being on your schedule in the past. How did you happen to come up with them as an opponent? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because that is a real interesting story. You know, that's a little behind-the-scenes thing that the fans probably don't know about on how you schedule all your boys on your on your schedule. You know, you got some folks that are on your schedule automatic. Those are the boys that are in the conference. That's what you call your conference ball game. The six-pack conference. Well, that's right, the six-pack conference. That's the conference that we're in, and, and all the boys that are in the conference that we play, that's what you call your conference ball games. And seeing how there's six of us in it, that means, let's see, you carry your one. That's five conference ball games and that leaves <clears throat> I'll get my pad and pencil out that leaves five more ball games is what you call your non-conference ball games that's fellas that's not in the conference so what you do what to schedule them boys is, is you send out letters to all the other coaches and what the coach coach boulder over to RSVP done he sent out a bunch of invitations saying you know if y'all want to be on our schedule send us back a little letter and we and we'll schedule you up and that's what happened with coach boulder that's what we done we got him on our schedule this year and I understand also that uh, they'll be coming in as your homecoming opponent. Well, that's right. You know, this is a real important ball game. It's when all the old boys that used to play football come back for one ball game to root the oysters on victory, and all the students what graduated from the school come back to spend a little campus time visiting and have a good time, and that is going to be our homecoming ball game this week. And we'll talk more about it with Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. And in honor of National Oyster Day, with the Oysters, Oysters, Raw, 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 from the Art Turf coaching staff, are proudly sponsored today by Oyster Brand Fish Sauce. Coach Turf, this is the homecoming game for the Oysters against RSVP. It is a bit early in the season for a homecoming game, isn't it? Well, we want to get it over with. What type of activities are going to be going on in connection with the game? Uh, it's always a big week on campus, I know. Well, you know, we never concerned with all them activities. You know, I know that the school, it's real important for the school to have all them things like bonfires and, and open house and, and dances and all that kind of thing. We're just interested in one thing, and that is the ball game and winning the ball game. Besides, I, I ain't got a date for the dance. 
Do your players elect the homecoming queen or is she chosen in another manner? Well, we've been doing it the same way ever since 1937. You know, the boys all vote for homecoming queen. Everybody votes for his own girlfriend. So what we wind up with is a 73-way tie, which makes it kind of tough because we ain't got but one crown. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM's. Well, you know, even the boss makes a mistake once in a while, and uh, that's what happened today. I have booked a guest. I thought it was an interesting topic. And they wrote back and said, uh, yeah, we'd love to do it. we got 15 minutes. And he said, no, 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 no. You, you misunderstand. The show's uh, 50 minutes in duration. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> but I had already placed it on my schedule. It just never got deleted. So we've been mentioning that uh, Richard Thaler, who's a Nobel uh, Prize winner and author of a book called Nudge, and um, was going to be on our show today. But um, when they found out it was a 50, that's 5-0 minute show, they just said, we can't do that. Well, I thought the topic certainly could be easily covered in 50 minutes. Oh, well. Oh, we'll try to do a better job here. That's my fault. Anyway, and I wrote back to the... Uh, Oh, what would you call it? The publicist, and said, uh, you know, don't don't send me things about guests that can't do a full show. So we'll see. Anyway, I get dozens and dozens and dozens of requests to have this person or that person uh, on our program. And um, I'm a little bit selective um, in the sense that I want to make sure it appeals to lots of people, not just a small group, the topic, that is. And, um, And then also, when I find one I like, sometimes they're already booked for a date that I... Well, you know what I mean. So we work it out to the best of our ability. So anyway, I apologize. Our guest today will not be here. So that means we've got a free-for-all. And, Scott, what do you say to a free-for-all? Uh, I say maybe we can find someone that wrote a book titled Fudge. 
Instead of nudge? Instead of nudge. Okay. Who doesn't like fudge? But maybe... I put fudge on crackers. Yeah. Just a thin little... Like, like you were buttering them. Yeah. You know? I put fudge on a butter knife and eat it. Well, yeah, I've done that too. <laughs> okay. So, to, free for all it is. Today is today. Uh, National International Pollution Association Day. That's National IPA Day. And um, um, let's see. I wonder why they're doing that. National International Pollution Pollution Association Day. Um, I would say to raise world awareness. To no, not that. All right, let's see what it is then. Oh, I thought I was trying to make a joke. And I thought you would be very easy to help me. Well, I I thought you were moving into more serious topics. No, there. IPA's a beer. Is it? Isn't it? Uh, it is now, if it's not. I guess you pollute after drinking the beer, maybe. Um. <laughs> I was trying to make something up that stood for IPA. Well, you know, with all this political awareness going on, and when you Boy, mentioned pollution... This is so hard I, today. I've seen documentaries about waters being polluted. Let's stop. Plastic National gathered, IPA Day. Fish eating things that they shouldn't Isn't eat. Isn't it a beer? Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a joke that backfired. Uh, well, you know, when you when you set the mood right there to go into a serious topic, I'm going in that way, too. Well, so, okay, how about the a, next one? National Underwear Day. How about that? A necessity of life. Is it? For some. Okay. National Work Like a Dog Day. <laughs> and National Oyster Day. There it is. There, the rah-rah-rah. Uh, okay, well. National Oyster Day. Aren't there, how many different brands of oysters are there? I Types. Have no idea. And I what? Were, you being the fisherman that I, you were? As I was about to say. The longshoreman in, that you were? In the uh, seafood industry, such as I was, I don't know. Well, well let's see what you got. See what we can find. How many types of oysters are there? Oh, my goodness. There are a bunch. Really? Yeah. Uh, so give me a few Pacific, names. Pacific, Rock, Austria, Eastern, Akoya, Pearl, Portuguese oysters, windowpane, pink tada, uh, Chilean oyster, Patera, Margarita Fair. <laughs> now we're getting into the scientific yeah, names man. there, too. So uh, how many varieties of oysters are there? Here's a question. There are 200 different species. Okay. Of uh, oysters spread throughout the world. Let's try something different. However, five are how commercially many, harvested. How many kinds are five of the five are commercially harvested? Yeah, grown and sold in the okay. United States. Do the same thing for shrimp. Okay. How many different shrimp are there? And shrimp. how many are harvested? Shrimp. Shrimp. Remember when they 
said that in uh, Forrest Gump. The Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. How many type of shrimp are there? Well, there are at least 300 species of shrimp no in the world. Only a small portion are commercially available. What is the best type of shrimp to eat? Pink shrimp is some of the tastiest you can find. Mild and sweet without the distinctive ammonia taste some of the brown and white shrimp have. Pink shrimp can range from white to gray in color. Then why is it pink? (laughs) Just thinking that. We are way out of uh, whatever. Uh, we're, we're, you know, segueing off from oysters. Well, let's, uh, let's see if we can bring it back together here. On this day in history, 1910. No, no. Year 910. It's a while ago. The last major Viking army to raid England is defeated. At the Battle of Tettenhall, by the Allied forces of Mercia and Wessex, led by King Edward and Earl Ethelred, I think it is. In the year 1305, William Wallace, who led Scottish resistance to England, is captured by the English near Glasgow and transported to London for trial and then execution. If fi- in 1583, Humphrey Gilbert claims Newfoundland for the British crown, first English colony in North America and the beginning of the what became the British Empire. Just a couple more. 1716, the Battle of Petrovaradin. Petrovaradin. I think that's pretty close. Occurred. Habsburgs, under Eugene of Savoy, defeat the Turks in a decisive victory. Eighteen sixty four, the Battle of Mobile Bay, won by the Union Army led by Rear Admiral Farragut, with the cry, Damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. US Civil War, right? Okay, let's see here. What about uh, famous birthdays? Well, Here was a guy from Ohio, real classy guy, Neil Armstrong, astronaut, of course. Born on the state in 1930, died in 2012. Uh, here's another one, but I this one isn't uh, recogni- I'm not recognizing them. Adam Yalk. 
Y A U C H Yuck. I'm guessing. He is an American rapper, better known under the stage name of MCA. Oh, well, that explains. Founding member of the hip hop group The Beastie Boys. Well, I knew of them. But uh, anyway, Adam Adam was born in 1964 and died in 2012. Okay, two that are alive. We'll do the youngest one first. Patrick Ewing. Base, uh, basketball, folks. The Sonics, right? Uh, New York Knicks. Patrick Ewing. I swear he's wearing a Sonics uniform. He could be. Was he, he might have been trained. He was mostly known for his many years with the Knicks. Okay. He's now the head coach at uh, Georgetown University, men's basketball coach. Well, today he's um, 59 years of age. And another birthday, the last, uh, Maureen McCormick, celebrating her 65th birthday today. She is an American actress. Singer and author, she portrayed Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh. Marsha Brady on the Brady Bunch. Okay. Two deaths to um, that occurred on this date to, to report or to uh, recall. Alec Guinness. Born in 1914, but died on this date in the year 2000. Sir Alec Guinness was an English actor. After an early career on the stage, Guinness was featured in several of the Ealing comedies, including Kind Hearts and Coronets. He was in The Bridge on the River Kwai, Lawrence of Arabia, and uh, Star Wars Episode Four, just to name a few. You know, there's a picture here, and uh, this is someone you see pictures of often. And my phone's ringing. Let me turn it off here. There we go. And, uh, you know, just every time you see this woman in her photograph, it it's exceptional. It's, it's Marilyn Monroe. Born in 1926, died on this date in 1962. And um, certainly had a, um, a showbiz reputation. And she played it, uh, played it well, didn't she? Yes, she did. All right. And also got into the political arena, I'm not sure by her own choice, with uh, JFK and his brother Robert. I've forgotten about that. Yep. We do have a caller. Good morning. Good morning. It's a nice morning again, but the humidity is supposed to be heading our way, isn't it? It's supposed to be hot today. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make a correction on a criticism of the election thing yesterday. Um they talked about you should have been able to use a driver's license that was expired because uh, they had allowed a six-month extension. The, the, the catch on that is that ended the end of July. 
and they announced it quite nicely several times that the uh, extension was has expired. So they were accurate in not allowing the voter to vote yesterday when he had an expired license. Okay. And one other thing I wanted to mention, when I went there, you know, you, you sometimes go in that last door that's where the senior center is, and then all of a sudden you're directed down to another place because they had... They well, moved it to the gym. Yeah, they moved it to the gym. And when you went down that way, did you notice all the photographs on the walls? No, because when I went, they weren't allowing any of the other doors to be used except for the main entrance. Oh, it was getting later in the day or something. Or it something was like that. about 5. That's well, all I know. And that probably meant the lights were off for you so, anyway. But anyway, somebody that uh, likes to go to art shows of sorts, this is a photographic art show. Okay. It's portraits on porches, and it was... People in our neighborhood and other neighborhoods in Athens, it was great. It was showing families out there, uh, some masked, some unmasked. Uh, most that have animals, but hugging their animals. It was a, a great show, and if it's going to be there through the end of August. So head on down and see that. It, it's really a nice thing, and I saw some of our neighbors there. Yeah. And I was guessing, oh, I know where that place is, and all oh, you know, it was just a nice thing. It was done by a, a I, professional photographer. I wish I had known. I would have uh, taken it in. Yeah, it was a. Uh, he did it during the pen, uh, the COVID thing, yeah, um, sure. May and June of 2020, to kind of remind us of what it was like back then. Mm. But uh, I really enjoyed that show too. So I got two things: I got to vote, and I got to see that. Fair enough. Yeah, thank you. And hey, people that like to see portraits, they're, they're crystal clear. It's just wonderful. And Do you recall who the uh, photographer It's for the Arts West, I think. Of, um, who shot the, him? It, uh, well, no. Arts West is what's benefiting from the sale of those pictures. Oh, they're also for sale. I right, see. they're also for sale. So, But you don't recall who was the shooter? No, I'm not good at remembering names. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll try to take it in. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. 970-WATH. Um, let's turn to COVID. I hate to do so, but I I shouldn't avoid it. Okay, so here in Ohio, all of this information is as of 2 o'clock the day before. So each day when I do this, we're talking about 2 o'clock in the afternoon the day before. Here in Ohio, we had 2,167 new cases during the 24-hour period that ended at 2 o'clock yesterday, bringing our total thus far to 1,134,965 cases. Now, how many of those are active? 53,169. Um, 
8,503 are in an ICU situation. The rest are um, either in a regular hospital or recovering at home. Now, as of yesterday at the same time, how many have recovered? Had it? Done with it? Recovered. One million. And we're talking Ohioans only here now. 1,093,367. Okay, here we go. Um, Yesterday, we had no new deaths in the state. The day before, there were 38. The day before that, again, none. But since this all began, we've had a total of 20,530,000... No, 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 no. 20,530 deaths in the state of Ohio from COVID. And it began officially in Ohio on March 1st of 2020. So this is two years and more of information. Okay. The breakout of gender. 46% have been males. 53% have been females. The median age, 41. Athens County. We have five new cases yesterday. Bringing our total since it all began, and in our case, the beginning was March 7th of 2020. So the total now is 5,291 cases. There are 210 in the hospital. The recovery rate at this point appears to be 5,195. And in our county, we've had 60 deaths. Now, if we were like the rest of the state, instead of having 5,291 cases, we should have 6,343. So, Athens, you've been using some caution and precaution, whatever the expressions are, keep it up, and it'll keep our numbers less than what the state has, okay? Now, what else can I add to this? Um, Vaccinations, of course. In the state of Ohio, thus far, 
5,801,034 people have been vaccinated. What's that mean? 49.6% of our state's population have received the vaccine. What about uh, our county? 28,167. That's 43.11% of our populace down here. Um, I, I think Ohio and Athens, that's good enough right now, right? Okay. For today, anyway. Yeah, we can do the U.S. and the world tomorrow. As we I, I typically st- do on a Friday. I still have a report that's related to this. Okay. This is brand mm-hmm. brand new. It's entitled Safest States During COVID-19. So, as the U.S. continues its efforts to overcome the COVID-19 pandemic, staying safe is one of America's Americans' top concerns. Safety is also essential for getting the economy back on track. As the lower COVID-19 transmission and deaths are in a state, the fewer restrictions there will be and the more confidence people will have to shop in person. While almost all states have fully reopened, we'll only be able to completely get back to life as normal once most of the population is fully vaccinated against the coronavirus. The good news is that the U.S. is picking up speed with vaccination, as Presently, around 50% of the population has been fully vaccinated against COVID-19 as of August 4th. Today's the 5th, right? Yes. Okay, just a little bit more here. Some states are already safer than others, though, based on how well they have kept the pandemic under control and how much they are vaccinating. In order to find out the safest states during COVID-19, Wallet Hub compared the 50 states and the District of Columbia across five key metrics. Our data set includes the rates of COVID-19 transmission, positive testing, hospitalizations, and death, as, as well as the share of the eligible population getting vaccinated. Okay, so <clears throat> I have here a list of 51 places. The 50 states plus the District of Columbia, right? Now, if you were asked this question, what state do you think has been the most cautious? I have no idea. Wyoming. (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, Wrong answer. 
but I might have leaned in this direction. And indeed it is Vermont. Followed by Maine. Then Connecticut. Now the fourth one I would not have picked. That was New Mexico. The fifth one is the state of Washington, then Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, New Hampshire. Number 11, the District of Columbia. Number 12, South Dakota. Now I'm going to jump around a little bit. Number 14, Hawaii. Number 15, California. Ohio. Number 26, smack dab in the middle. Um, West Virginia, 34. Kentucky, 36. Okay, just because this is what I do. Number 43 is Wyoming. <laughs> okay. Dead last. Number 48, Florida. 49, Mississippi. 50, Louisiana. And 51, Arkansas. Kind of where, based upon data I've heard recently, I would have expected them. Now, let's see here. Highest vaccination rates. Vermont, Hawaii, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Maine. The lowest... Alabama, Louisiana, Idaho, Wyoming, Wyoming, and Mississippi. Um, what about testing rates? The lowest testing rates, that is to say the lowest positive testing rates, Maine, Massachusetts, Vermont, Rhode Island, New Hampshire. The highest positive testing rates. Nevada, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Oklahoma. How about hospitalizations? Lowest? Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Delaware, North Dakota. Highest? Nevada, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Florida. There's, um, you can, there's a real trend here, you see? Yeah. Death rate. Lowest. And highest. Yeah, it's, it still holds up. Lowest, New Mexico, Maine, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and New Hampshire. Highest, Missouri, Florida, Nevada, Louisiana, Arkansas. How about transmission rate? 
one person giving it to another. The lowest states, South Dakota, Washington, Iowa, Maine, Missouri, Nevada. There's a four-way tie there on those last four. Uh, but the highest transmission rate, in other words, where it would be the worst, Alabama, Hawaii, Kansas, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania. Let's see here. Oh, this. Once in a while they do this red states versus blue states, which is, you know, the political thing. Uh, so, you know, you got a donkey and you got an elephant. And they say the smaller the number, the safer that state is. So a donkey is Democrats, right? Yes. Okay, so blue states are more safe during COVID-19 than red states. Blue being Democrat or the donkey. Red being Republican or the um, um, elephant. So, of the states that are more Democrat, Average ranking, they say, is 16. So they're safer. And then the Republicans, they say 36.4. Sometimes there's so much detail you don't know what to make of it. But in any way, it's interesting. So let me put that away. See, I already did this. Uh, let's do something uh, a little lighter. And Scott, uh, jump on your internet any way you want and help me out. Um, I printed up a report this morning that as of today, well, an hour ago, country by country in the world, how many Olympic medals have they won? And how many of each flavor, right? You got gold, silver, bronze. So, and who has won the most? Now, feel free to jump in on any stuff here, uh, okay. Scott, because you're, you're a lot sharper on these sports things than I am. Okay, so the number one country receiving medals thus far is China. 
They have won a total of 70. Now, wait a minute. Let me get this right. Well, actually, it looks like it's the United States. Okay. For the total count, China has won the most gold medals. Yeah, I see what's going on here now. They rank them by the top winners of the gold first. Well, anyway, China has won a total of 74 medals. But 34 of them were gold. 24 silver and 16 bronze. So they've won 74. But the United States, which is listed as number two on my chart, has won 19 medals, 29 instead of 34 were gold, and then. Um, 34 were silver and 27 bronze. So I guess they're listing them in the order of gold. Yes. So Japan comes in third. They have 22 golds thus far, 46 total. Australia comes in fourth with 17 gold out of 41 total. When I say out of 41 total, I mean they've won uh, like 17 gold, 5 silver, and 19. That brings them um, to 41. Yes. Okay. Um, ROC. That's Russia? Yep, the Russian Olympic Committee. Okay. Uh, They come in fifth. They have 16 gold. Great Britain has uh, 16 gold as well. Germany is seventh with nine. France is eighth with seven. Italy, ninth with seven. The Netherlands, tenth with seven. And New Zealand, eleventh with seven. Now, why are they ranked in that order? Well, then some of these other colors of medals come into play. Yep. They're ranked that way due to the total number of medals that have been won. even though they all had seven gold medals. South Korea then is uh, 12th. Hungary is 13th. Um, Okay, so now everybody here so far has had a gold medal. Now we're down into the onesies. some point we get to the zeros okay here we go so we're now down to the 64th country Colombia uh, has no 
golds. In fact, the rest of these have no golds, but they have um, three silvers and one bronze. Next is India. Two silvers and three bronze. Armenia. Two, one, and th uh, two, two silver, one gold. Dominican Republic. Kyrgyzstan, uh, how do you say that? Anyway, Mongolia, San Marino, Jordan, Nigeria, North Macedonia. Kyrgyzstan, is that what you were just on? Yes. Thank you. So now... <clears throat> Some countries I, I have noticed that watching the Olympics, a few countries have just won the very first gold medal ever mm -hmm. in the Olympics, which is pretty cool to see. Looks like I printed this twice. I'll give you a copy to look at sometime. Okay. Okay. So that's that. About five minutes remaining in today's program. Well, speaking of the Olympics, uh, men's basketball in the, U in the uh, USA team has advanced to the finals uh, as they look to win their fourth straight gold medal. So that's exciting. Do we know their... Uh, who they'll be playing? Uh, let's see. I don't see that anywhere. Let's see. The Americans will face France for the top honor. There we go. France will have a good team. You know, lots of professional players playing for a lot of different countries around the world, too. So that will be interesting to see. Well, uh, let's turn our attention to the... Uh, the news news, okay? Um, Andrew Cuomo. I knew his father. I've worked with his father. Um, an extremely good friend of mine who owned the radio stations in Kingston, New York and was a really well-known New Yorker, New York State person. He and the father were like best friends. So I had some opportunities to socialize with him and I thought he was a fine fellow. His son is now in the limelight has been for a while. He's presently the governor for the state of New York. And according to the New York Times this morning, allies of his are now calling on him to resign. So we've got a, a, a story that says, here's why he might stay in office and what happens next. 
President Biden, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and every member of New York's Democratic congressional delegation have said the governor should step down after an investigation by the state attorney general that concluded that Cuomo had sexually harassed almost a dozen women. Three different prosecutors, one in Manhattan, Nassau County, and West Chester County, also announced that they had opened separate criminal investigations into his conduct. Jay Jacobs, the head of the state Democratic Party and once one of Cuomo's closest allies, said yesterday that Cuomo's removal from office was inevitable. And a poll from the Marist College found that 59% of New, York- New Yorkers think Cuomo should resign or be impeached. It's pretty heavy-duty stuff. Yes, it is. And if they are saying if he doesn't resign by the weekend, uh, the Congressional or the uh, Assembly will move for swift impeachment beginning Monday morning. Going on with the Times article this morning, but Cuomo who denies that his conduct was inappropriate, has resisted the calls to leave office. Well, early in the pandemic, Cuomo's public appearances turned him into one of the Democratic Party's most celebrated national figures. His approval ratings fell this year following the revelation that his administration had undercounted nursing home COVID deaths. And after the harassment allegations that led to Attorney General's in the Attorney General's investigation. But more New Yorkers still thought Cuomo should keep his job than resign. That's based on some polls. We're we're out of time. We just can't cover this thoroughly enough. Maybe tomorrow will yep, allow us finish to. Finish it tomorrow. Okay. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. There's reassuring news for people who got Moderna's COVID vaccines. The company reports they're about 93% effective six months after the second dose. CBS's Dr. David Agus. This is an important milestone. Um, Previously, Pfizer has shown this, as well as Johnson & Johnson has alluded to data such as this, is that the lasting effects of the vaccine are there, both in T-cell immunity and in measured antibody immunity. In the South, they're scrambling to keep up with spikes in Delta-fueled infections. CBS's Kim, Jim Crisula. When it comes to COVID-19, things have gone from bad to worse in the state of Mississippi. Six. That's how many open ICU beds we had in the state of Mississippi this morning. 
Dr. Jonathan Wilson of the University of Mississippi Medical Center is calling the lack of ICU beds dire. The defense secretary is expected to recommend mandatory vaccinations for service members. Correspondent Cammie McCormick is at the Pentagon. It is a readiness issue. Navy Surgeon General Rear Admiral Bruce Gillingham calls the vaccines a form of body armor for troops. We would not send our folks into combat without flak and Kevlar. The enemy this time is a virus and we have a biologic body armor for them to take and use to protect them. The vaccines haven't been required for troops so far because they haven't yet received formal approval from the FDA. In Northern California, a massive wildfire has chewed through